Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. So it's been a couple weeks since I preached last, so I thought I would just start with like a little bit of a refresher. Uh, last time I spoke on Jude verses 5 through 16, and these verses just describe in detail uh, God's judgment over those who attempt to lead the church away with false teaching. Uh, these people are ungodly and wicked and are readily deserving of God's condemnation. And Jude compares their judgment to that of the history of Israel, to fallen angels, and to Sodom and Gomorrah. But Jude doesn't pull any punches in these few verses. Uh, he uses very explicit language to emphasize uh, the point that false teachers will not be in heaven. Uh, but in verse 17, however, that I'm going to get to in a minute, uh, shift, he shifts his tone a little bit. Uh, before we get to that, let's pray one more time. Lord, uh, please give me the words to say to accurately preach your word. Uh, thank you for everyone who is able to come tonight. And I pray that uh, what I'm about to say will leave those who are these people who are listening uh, with a greater understanding of you. Your name, amen. Um, so, Jude, uh, verses 17 through 23 is what I'm preaching on today. So let's read it quick. But you must remember, beloved, the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you, in the last time there will be scoffers, following their own ungodly passions. It is these who cause divisions, worldly people, devoid of the Spirit, But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. So like I said, there's a change at verse 17. Uh, Jude says, but you, but you must remember. He's shifting his focus from this warning about the false teachers to a proper response to false teaching. He turns from criticizing these false teachers to exhorting believers. And he divides this into three parts. Uh, So first, he says, he tells his readers to remember. Remember. Uh, He doesn't just mean remember in the sense that they need to call the apostles' prophecies to mind, like we might remember someone's phone number or how I might remember where I left my wallet or keys. Uh, There's more to it than that. Jude's use of remembering here is similar to how God remembered Cornelius in Acts 10. Um, And uh, Acts 10 just relates this vision that Cornelius had. He was described in Acts as uh, a um, God-fearing Gentile. And so it's implied that he wasn't a believer but then he got this vision through his, I guess, pursuit of God. And then God said in this vision, I have remembered you. Now go to Peter and you can be saved. Um, so Jude uses the word remember in the same sense. So obviously God doesn't forget stuff like we do. So what does scripture mean when it speaks of remembering like this? Well, in Cornelius's case, God's remembering indicated his action to draw Cornelius to himself as a believer. Uh, It's not just passive recognition. It says, do something. Take it to heart. Uh, So Jude is saying here in verse 17, remember or take to heart the predictions of the apostles. 
And then verse 18 gives us the predictions. It says, They said to you in the last time there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. Uh, notice Jude addresses the apostles' predictions directly to his <coughs> readers. He says, They said to you. Uh, these warnings were things that they had heard before from those who had walked with Christ himself. Uh, this fact makes the next phrase somewhat more interesting. He says, In the last time there will be scoffers. So if Jude is warning about these false teachers, the scoffers have already come, then Jude must understand that the end times are now. They've already happened. They've already started. Um, Jude is warning about end time false prophets. It's these, these whom the apostles spoke about, these who cause divisions, worldly people devoid of spirit, verse 19. Um, The same things that Jude is telling these believers has already been told to them. The, by the apostles. Jude is just saying, they're here now. Watch out. Uh, Jude's warning should not have surprised his initial readers, and it should not surprise us. Okay, uh, now second, now that we have seen Jude's admonition to remember the apostles' teaching, how do we as believers respond? This is verses 20 to 21, um, and he tells us here, um, let's see, but you, beloved, building yourselves up, in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. Uh, the focus here in these verses is, uh, is to keep yourselves in the love of God. That's his central idea here in these couple verses. Um, and this is contrasted with the false prophets who are devoid <coughs> of spirit and have no ability to love God in the slightest. Some people would look at this verse and say, okay, this is something that I need to do to remain a Christian, but that kind of also poses some problems because if it's our responsibility to remain in good standing with God, then how do we justify verses 1 and and 24? Um, Verse 1 says that believers are kept for Jesus Christ, and verse 24 says that God is the one who keeps believers from stumbling and presents them blameless before his glory. And in both of these verses, it's God who's the one who's keeping so how do we reconcile, well, Judas saying here, right in the middle, between those two verses, you keep yourselves, but then at the same time, on both, side, both ends of the, of the book, he's saying God is keeping you. Um, so there's been controversy and debates over this for years, hundreds of years. Um, but here's my argument. Uh, our love for God is dependent on God's love for us. Uh, without God's love for the church, there is no love for God. So, at the root, all love for God is from God, and it's impossible without God. Mm-hmm. At the same time, however, I consciously love God, right? And it comes from me, it comes from my heart. So I would argue that my love for God is 100% my action, my love. It comes from me, but at the same time, it's also 100% God's action. Uh, as a result, God is still sovereign. He's over all of this. He's controlling all of this, but I am still responsible for my own actions. Uh, so when Jude says, keep yourselves in the love of God in verse 21, he's speaking to the human aspect of this kind of paradox. The part that says, I am responsible for my own actions. The question that comes to mind then from the text is how? How do we keep ourselves in God's love? How do we, how do, we do that? And here, Jude gives us three ways. First, uh, in verse 20, he says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith. 
Uh, this ties in really well with what Jared preached on in Ephesians, in Ephesians 2. Uh, like, uh, I guess I think it was last week, right? Uh, the Christ is the cornerstone, right? Um, Paul says that the church is build, built on the teaching of the apostles and on Christ himself. Jude here is similarly instructing readers to build each other up, the church, in faith, which is rooted in Jesus Christ. He's telling them to study together. He's telling them to keep each other accountable and to grow with one another in Christ, to grow in love for him. Second, Jude says to pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray. Pray for endurance and discernment to avoid false teachers. Prayer is essential to loving God. How can you love someone if you never talk to him? I think of like a marriage relationship. The design of marriage is that you see and you interact with your, your spouse and you get to know them. And as you get to know them, you love them more. So prayer is necessary for a proper, a proper understanding and love of God. And finally, Jude says to wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. The last thing that Jude tells us to do in the midst of false teaching is to wait for Christ's return and bring his church to eternal life with him. And this is a contrast to the perpetual judgment that will come upon the false teachers, which I spoke about last time. There's grace and mercy in Christ Jesus for those who believe in him. So first, remember the teachings of the apostles. Then, keep yourselves in the love of God. These two, over, two bigger topics. Um, and then finally, the third one. Have mercy on others who have been affected by the false prophets. Uh, this is verse, verses 22 and 23. Jude says, And have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. As we saw in verse 20, the church is meant to build itself up. Uh, Jude extends this idea here in verse 22 to include those who are on the fence uh, because of what the false teachers are saying. Uh, he tells readers to have mercy on them. Don't dismiss them and give them up as lost. Remember them. Go after them. Chase after them. Don't let them be persuaded and shift and moved in false to, to false doctrine. Uh, fight for them. Encourage them with proper doctrine and remind them that the salvation that comes with, of the salvation that comes with knowing Christ. Pray with them and for them and study scripture with them. Proper doctrine prevents false, faulty theology. Um, people are easily swayed, however, and Jude knows this. And so he says in 23, save others by snatching them out of the fire. Uh, these are people who have already gone, gone over to these false teachings. Um, they're already lost. And yet Jude, Jude, again, doesn't say forget about them. He says save them. Uh, the gospel has power. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Remind yourself of that daily so you don't fall away. And to those who have already been led astray by false teaching, do everything in your power to bring them to Christ. I see a lot of Christians day after day at college or wherever... Um, you know, walking through life silent uh, don't be silent if you disagree with someone especially when it comes to theology talk about it don't just say well um, that person can believe what they want and uh, it seems kind of like Christianity so it's okay or I don't really know enough to, 
tell them otherwise or something. No, you talk with them, study scripture together and figure out what's right and then proclaim it. Tell people it. Um, if, if you just say that everything is okay, then that's just kind of relativism. And I mean, if everything's relative, then what actually, what solid foundation do you have for anything? I mean, um, so talk to people about it. If you disagree with someone, go tell them. Study, script, study scripture to build yourselves and others up. Um, confront your Catholic friends or your Mormon friends and show them their errors. Not, not because of, for the sake of quarreling or divisiveness, um, but out of love. Because you want them to be saved. Um, and a desire to save them from hell. Um, but, and then verse 23, he's, Jude goes even further. To others show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. Even the garment stained by the flesh. So he's saying here, hate sin, hate false teaching with every ounce of your being and let that hate drive you to evangelism. Jude says, hate even the garment stained by the flesh, like you just said. Hate every aspect of sin to the extent that it forces you to proclaim the gospel in an effort to rid as much of the world from it as possible, always remembering the love of God, love that God has shown to you through his son, Jesus Christ. Remember the teachings of the apostles. Um, so we've got these three kind of overarching themes that are through these verses. Remember, remember the apostles. Remember the scripture. Study scripture. Remember what has been told, told to you. Remember the gospel. Second, build each other up. Or keep, keep yourselves in the love of God by building each other up. By praying in the Holy Spirit. And... Um, by waiting for Christ to come, Christ, Christ's return. And then third, um, uh, let's see, have, have mercy on those who are not saved. Evangelize, pray, pray and hope for new life for people who are outside of the church. And then there's also another aspect to this, this whole thing that applies directly to us. Um, the garment stained by the flesh, you have to remember, it, it was at one point worn by our, ourselves. It was worn by us. I mean, that's what uh, James just read in Zechariah 3. Um, there's this vision of Joshua that Zechariah has, and he's, he's standing at the right hand, or let's see, he's, the Lord, he has this vision, he says, um, uh, show me, here, I'll just read it. He showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan, standing at his right hand to accuse him. And the Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, O Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. It is not, now, is not this a brand plucked from the fire? Now Joshua was standing before the angel, clothed with filthy garments. Joshua, the high priest, was clothed with filthy garments. If anybody, the high priest should be pure, blameless, right? Um, and the angel said to those who were standing before him, Remove the filthy garments from him. And to him he said, Behold, I have taken your iniquity from you, and I will clothe you with pure vestments. 
And I said, let them put a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean turban on his head and clothed him with garments. And the angel of the Lord was standing by. This is essentially the gospel. We, we are, Christ died for our sins and took our filthy garments, put them on himself and gave us his clean white ones. So let's remember that. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.